0: So what I want to do today, and there's a lot that I have to put out. I can't give you all today, but I want to speak to mindset. We're going to talk about mindset. Then I'm going to talk to you about the faith process, and then we may get around to talking more about first fruits. But before we do that, I'm going to give you first fruits again. Put on the screen for me Romans chapter 11 verse 16. I want to do this. Then I'm going to give you some information that's going to help you. Romans chapter 11. This is just a foundational text. Um, if you got it, everybody, we're going to read it out loud. I want us to, we're going to read it a couple of times. Ready? Survey first and then we're going to read. Ready? Let's read. If the, the dough offered as first fruits fruit is holy. So is holy so is the whole amount. Uh-huh. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. Read it one more time. If the dough offered as fruits is holy, so is the whole lump. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. This principle is the principle that God used to save you. In heaven, there's a record, there's a book, there are many books according to scripture. The, the one book that we are now concerned about is the book of life. There's nowhere in scripture where God is seen writing in the book, but we, he is seen blotting names out of the book, which means by faith, when you were born, God wrote your name in the book of life. You are, you are when you came into the earth, your name was written in the Lamb's book of life. God's idea was he's going to send you through the matrix out of your mother's womb into the earth and then at some point you're going to encounter him and when you encounter him he's going to give you a choice either to receive what was done in the principle of first fruits or or you get to choose your own way and God says I'll send you to your way but everyone has the chance to live with God for eternity okay now you say what gives God such faith God writes your name and then God says they're going to choose me and if you don't choose him then your name is blotted out in the end this is in the book of, from Genesis to Revelation, this is the story. First fruits, if the first fruit is holy, so so is the root. So are the branches. So is everything that comes from. If the door is holy, then the bread that comes, everything is holy, right? So what the Bible calls Jesus our first fruit, which means whatever happened to him happens to us. Whatever happened to him happens to us. Say that out loud, whatever happened. To- come on, out loud, whatever happens to Okay, so in the principle of first fruit, and you can turn my mind down just a little bit so I can get loud when I want to. Um, In the principle of first fruits, God is not looking to you per se, initially, He looks to Jesus. Because you'll never, I will never be good enough. I will never dot every I and cross every T. There's no way. I, I don't have the, I don't have the, the uh, perspective. I, I'm not circumspect enough. I'm not wise enough. And even in, through spiritual development, there's going to be a part of my life where I'm going to miss it. I have a blind side and my blind spot. We all do, right? So what God does, he, he, he gives you the option to receive Jesus Christ and his finished work. And you say, I believe that Jesus died for me. He rose for me. I am in him. God says now, based on everything that happened to Jesus, I'm going to give you credit. That's the way first fruit works, okay? First fruit is a principle that I offer to God, what God has given, a part of what God has given to me, and then God affects the whole of what comes into my life because of what I did with the first. As a matter of fact, I'm going to show you later on as we, in this series, because I'm going to stay on first fruits till you get it. We're going to get this. Here's what you need to understand. When you, in Deuteronomy 26, we'll, we'll go there sometime in the future. In Deuteronomy 26, which shows how the first fruit is offered. First fruits is an acknowledgement, not that I've gotten the full effect of what God has blessed me with, but it's an acknowledgement that I've entered in. Yes. It's an acknowledgement that I've what? Yes. It's an acknowledgement that I've what? So, if, watch this. So, if when God blesses me, see, I'm about to shift this whole thing today, Jesus, I didn't plan to do that. Um, put Deuteronomy 26 on the screen. That's why I was up praying. So, this is what we're going to do. What I want you to know before I begin to read this is this is not a ploy to coer- coerce you into giving what you don't have. I am your pastor. And what I don't want for you is what I experienced. I walked through doors of churches where they didn't care that I was poor. And they didn't care that I I wasn't living the lifestyle they were living. I actually sat in the back room of a church in an office and heard the, the leaders say they got the money. Everybody got money. I was shocked the way they were talking about the people as if they were walking wallets. And my mentality began to shift about this church because I thought to myself, because when we out there, I was the minister of music. And so when we out there, there was a big performance on Sunday morning. But behind the scenes, it was about getting the money. So I start as a poor person with a, with a family struggling to support a family. I asked them, I said, so but suppose they don't. And they turned to me, the leader turned to me and said, the ones that have it will give it and the other ones will just leave. And I made a note to myself. You see, every leader you sit under is not there to teach you what to do. Some are, t- some are there to teach you what not to do. So I made a note to myself. That would not be my mentality. And so when I stood before people, and, and listen, this is, the, this is my one, two, three, four. This is my, like my fourth or fifth building project. And here's what I'm going to tell you that you need to know. I am not concerned about just getting your money. Because I'm going to tell you this right now. God does not really need your money. God can do this deal without you. God can do this deal without me, but there's something that has to transition and God has to be glorified in the midst of it. I said this to you on last week. If at the end of this stewardship campaign, we don't have a testimony of the greatness of God, of the glory of God of something that God did in this. If we can't look back to that moment and say, I know God will because God did, then this is not of the Lord. So what I want to do is I want to show you that the first fruit being brought to the Lord was something that Israel did in an agrarian society, in an agrarian society. What is that? It it, bought it in agriculture. There were no dollars and cents. Someone wrote me and said, Pastor, should I bring my, should I take my fruit to a priest? I'm like, no, <laughs> we're not that kind of society today. Now, people have done it. There's a, I saw someone sent me a video of a man that took his lemon, the first fruit of his lemon to, to the church. And he put it in the basket. It was weird. But then this tree that he gave the lemon from started to produce oversized lemons. How many of you saw that video? It was creepy. Now, I don't want you to bring fruit, okay? Or jewelry or any of that. That's not what we're doing here. It's not, it's not about the church just getting. It's a principle that we're enacting that you can enact any time. When you, when you designate the first fruit as holy then God is obligated. Listen to the language I'm using. God is uh, sh- sh- God is what? Obligated. God obligates himself to bless the whole. Yeah. It's the principle. And out of the principle, it works. Now, I want to show you, this is what God told the people that he wanted them to do. He says, when you enter the land, the Lord your God is giving you as a special possession. Now, in, in the English Standard Version, King James and other version, it says as an inheritance. The, the, why it's important for me to mention as an inheritance is because the word inheritance means something that's passed on to you or shared with you as your portion, but it can also be passed along to someone else. So he says when the Lord, when you enter the land, the Lord your God is giving you as a special possession and you have conquered it. You have conquered it or the word in the Hebrew is possessed it. And why this is critical is because many of us have been giving stuff by God. We've been given stuff by God that we not yet possess. You own stuff and you haven't possessed it yet. Think about it. There are blessings with your name on it assigned to you, assigned to where you are in your purpose, but you've not possessed it yet because you don't believe it. You're measuring God's willingness and God's ability against your circumstances. So you look at your circumstances, you're saying there's no way I could be blessed because look at what's happening to me, look where I am, look what I don't have. And you're actually measuring who God is or identifying God by your lack. What if it is the case that what God has assigned to you, you've not seen it yet because you're not looking and don't know where to look. What if the principle of first fruit is working against you? What if you get up in the morning and instead of giving God the first part of your day as a first fruit, you give it to social media? Or you give it to CNN or Fox or or what? What if you give? What if you're misusing the principle of first fruit and it's actually working against you? Because here's the thing about a principle I told you. The principle is going to work whether you work it or not. It's not dependent on you to work. It's the law of first things. Everybody said the law of first things. Whatever I do first, whatever I do first is going to last. Whatever I do first is going to affect the whole. That's the way it works, right? So the Bible says here, watch this. He says, when, you, when you've entered the land, notice the entering in, that uh, the Lord your God has given you as a special position, and you've conquered it and settled there. That means you're not in and out. You're not visiting. This is where you live. It's not become your lifestyle. I'm not saying you don't struggle. I'm saying this is where you've settled. Here's what he said. Put some of the first produce or the first fruit, that's the word in in Hebrew, for each crop you harvest into a basket, something portable, something you can move with, and bring it to, watch this, the designated place of worship. The designated worship for you. So you're, now watch this. There are people who believe, watch it. I want to go further, the place that the Lord your God chooses for his name to be honored. Some of you believe that you just choose church, random, choose a church randomly based on your likes and dislikes. Kind of like driving down the street and looking for a fast food joint and the, long, the line is too long there so I'll go to this one. That is not the way this works. If your life, if you're living your life by ordered steps, that means God chooses a place for you to connect. He chooses a people for you to connect to. And in doing so, he can measure and scale your development. There's some environments you can't grow in. Not at this part of your life. There's some, watch this, there's some environments, some of you are looking for a place to serve when you need to be looking for a place to heal. Just let me know when, I'm, when it's too much on a Sunday morning because you're looking for a place. Watch this. You, and God is, God is choosing a place for you. And you can go wherever you want to go. But God says, I put my name here for you. And he's connected you to a group of people knowing, watch this now. That you come and you say, well, those, I, these people, I don't know what's wrong with them. You don't know what's wrong with them. You can't even see yourself. You are just like them. God is putting you in a situation because God wants you see them. You say, well, I, I'm better than that. And God's like, no, nah, you're really not. You're right there. And if you, if you stay in this environment, what's going to come from that leader is what's going to come from, from the people around you, even the cells around you. I'm talking about the souls around you. The people, the cells, they, they can attach to you and foster healing. But if you're going looking for a place where you can uh, 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 show your gifts and hawk your wares, got a, got a song, will sell my soul. Whatever it is, you're looking for platforms or whatever, if you do that, you will go into an environment where you can show off but you can't heal. What if God wants you to heal now in this environment because what he has for you required a healed you? He says this, he says, he says put some of the produce first from each crop that you harvest. Notice it's a harvest, this is a harvest thing. So I harvest something. Harvest suggests that I previously sowed seed. And all that's going to come from the seed I sowed have not come up yet. But the first thing that comes up, I take that and I take it to the place where God chooses, verse 3. It says, go to the priest in charge at that time. This is significant because someone asked me, they said, Pastor, who gets the first fruit? Can I just give it to the person on the street? No, specifically the first fruit is given to the official in charge. Right? Not for his personal gain. In in an agrarian society, it may have been so. But in our society, not for the priest's personal gain. It's for the the, the good of the house. Go to the priest in charge at that time and say to him, with this gift. Watch this now. He said, you you cannot offer first fruits without words. You can go to a restaurant, eat your food, look at the bill... Turn the little kiosk on the table, swipe your card, get a receipt, sign it, leave a tip, and say nothing to nobody and walk out. This is not that. He says, when you bring the first fruit, it's imperative of you, he says, you, you have to say, with this gift I acknowledge to the Lord your God that I have entered. Oh, that, You missed it, you missed it. With this gift... I acknowledge to the Lord your God that I've what? Entered. I've what? Entered. I've entered. I've en- Now w- listen, whenever you see the word land think life. Whenever you see the word land think life. Whenever you see the word land think life. Okay, so here's what he's saying this. With this gift I acknowledge to the Lord your God that I've entered the life he swore to our ancestors that he would give us. Now watch this. I- I've not moved all the way in. I've not yet built houses. I've not gotten everything, but I've done what? I've What's the word of what? Enter. I've entered. When I withhold first fruit, especially after this, every single time now you get increase, the Holy Spirit's going to say to you, don't forget who's first. Right? When you get into a situation you don't know what to do, the Holy Spirit's going to mention to you, seek ye first. He's going he's to begin to point out, how do I know I experienced it? He's gonna, I always say to you, what's first? What's the first thing you need to do? And so I was looking at my uh, um, some some I don't even know what you call it, but I guess my giving record uh, came to me from different places where I've sown for this tax season, and I was blown away at the money I sold last year. Blown, it blew my mind, and that is not just uh, sowing into people's lives. That's not gifts of love to different. No, that that's just the money I officially sold. And I said to the Lord, I remember when. I, re- I am sowing more now than I used to make. But it didn't start there. It started with when I with with, with this gift. I acknowledge to the Lord that I have entered. I've I've entered into the life that you swore to my ancestors that you would give to us. Look at verse two, real quickly. I didn't I didn't want to do this. Today. I mean, go, give me the next page rather. Yeah, you go, verse four. The priest will then take the basket from your hand and set it at, before the altar of the Lord. So remember, the basket represents, there's two things you need to, to be aware of. You have to have a bar- basket in a store or a basket in a barn. A basket in a barn. You need both. Why? Because with the brushes, with the basket, I conduct business. With the, ba- with the barn, I store up for the future. Here's the problem. Can I, can I get personal? You all Okay. Y'all don't look okay. Y'all looking like... So you say we're a captive audience? Okay. Here's the thing. If there's nothing in your barn, it's an indicator that you're living above your means. It's interesting that I remember one time, this, is, this happened to me, uh, I think uh, some years ago, I came to Atlanta and I had on, I'd seen this thing I like. I'm, I'm not into name brand. Now, I don't say I, I, don't, I don't have name brand, but I'm not into it. You got it? I was, on this, I, you know, I was in a situation one time, and, and I had a friend of mine. We were doing a concert, and, and, and the, the speaker got up and go, I want to be like so-and-so. He's wearing that, that uh, Gucci belt. Cost about $400. And the brother sitting next to me who was wearing the belt was mortified. I, I didn't get it. I was like, why are you upset? He said, I'm going to get that brother for service. I'm like, I don't want people to know what my stuff costs. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, well, I got this belt on. I saw the belt. I'm thinking to myself, hmm. You pay $450 for a belt? For a belt. But it's interesting to me how we will not only celebrate people who will pay $4,000 for a purse and $1,000 for a pair of shoes. We, we will celebrate that, right? And we even aspire to that as the symbol of success. And so what happens to us, watch this now, we get caught up in this situation where we're all about symbol without substance. And once you are going down the road of symbol without substance, the enemy can you watch this, he would always make sure that your barn is empty. Because you're using the stuff that should be stored to send a message to people that don't really care. Yeah. No, no, can, can I say something? No, no, no. Oh, I'm going to stay here. I, can feel, I feel I'm going to circle right here. Here's the issue. No, here's the issue. Now, here's the issue. We, we, will, we will criticize and mock people. But when you look at most millionaires or people who, who, who have their barns full, they don't dress like we do. Because we have to tell, you know, we, this is a money suit. The reason that you're so caught up on names is because you don't trust your name. God, listen, God wants to make your name a brand and you, you are caught up in name brand. He wants to give you a name. Is this, is this no? This is the right message for today? He says, the priest will take the basket from your hand and set it before the altar of the Lord your God. He says, you must then say, you must then say in the presence of the Lord your God. Now watch this. I want, this to, 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 I want you to lean into understanding this. He said, you have to say these words. The first thing you say is, God, I'm bringing this first fruit to acknowledge I've entered in. I'm in the first stages of what you promised. First fruit is you telling God... I'm in the right place now, I'm ready. It is not the end of it, it's the beginning. With first food you tell God, I've entered into this life that you've given me, now what? Here I'm bringing you the first of what was produced to acknowledge that you're the one that gave it to me. I didn't do this myself. The nations that fell uh, uh, before me coming into this land, you were the one that fought them. You were the one that drove them out. You're the one that brought me here. All I'm doing now is bringing you the first fruit and saying, God, here's here's the first part of what you gave me. This is the harvest of it. I'm ready for more. I'm ready for more. Whatever I do at the first affects the whole. If I don't bring the first fruit, God said they've not yet entered If I have not brought the first fruit, I've not yet entered in entered in. Well, it's not a whole lot. You don't understand the mentality. The mentality about bringing the first fruit is not showing God how good you can do or proving to others what you got. It's saying to the Lord, I acknowledge that I came from somewhere and I'm going to somewhere and I've just stepped over the threshold of this new thing. I'm not in the hallway anymore. I'm in the, I'm in the beginning place. A whole land is before me. Now guide my steps. How, how does God guide my step? When I bring the first of the harvest, I give it to him and say, God, here, this, this is yours. It's the best of the first. Not all. Watch this. He says this. Um, you must then say in the presence of the Lord your God in his hearing, my ancestor Jacob Of my ancestor was a wandering Aramean who went to live as a foreigner in Egypt. His family arrived few in number, but in Egypt they became a large and mighty nation. When the Egyptians oppressed and humiliated us by making us their slaves, we cried out to the Lord and the God of our ancestors. He heard our cries and saw our hardship, toil, and next verse. And oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a strong hand, powerful arm, with overwhelming terror, with miraculous signs and wonders. He brought us to this place. Everybody say this place. place. He said Allah, say this place. place. He brought us to this place and gave us this land. So remember, land is what? So he brought us to this place. He gave us this life flowing with what? Interesting thing about milk and honey that I I read. I don't know how true it is, but I'm going to put it to you. Do you know? Milk and honey are two of the only foods that come from living things. First of all, I heard it, I, went, I started thinking I'm doing what you're doing. I'm trying to think of other things, other foods that come from living things. Milk and honey, milk and honey are two of the only things that come from you don't have to kill anything to get milk and honey. You have to kill anything to get it. Right? Here's, here's what he says. And now, O Lord, I have brought, watch this, the first portion of the harvest you've given me from the ground. He said, Then you place the produce before the Lord. Remember, produce fruit the, in agrarian society, they bring the produce before the Lord, God, and bow to the ground and do what? So here's what we just learned about first fruit. First fruit is something I worship with. Somebody give me ten dollars. Somebody give me ten dollars. Only ten. Only ten. Only ten. So since you're walking, you're your ten too. I got ten. I got ten. Hmm. So. Because two people moved and brought me $10 apiece, God just increased me. Yeah. And so I look at this and I go, I have two fives and a 10. But I understand that this is the first part. Yeah. And this is the entering in. So, should I, look, watch this, in my old thinking, I say, I could save the 15, give God the five and it's still an offering. But then I say to myself, wait a minute. I'm worshiping with this. this I, I'm, I'm taking this to worship with me. David sent his mighty men to home to Bethlehem. He said, I missed the water from Bethlehem. And three of his mighty men set out on a mission. And they went and they fought their way through. They got water from the well in Bethlehem, fought their way back out, brought the water to David. And when David got the water, David was like, I didn't mean for y'all to go get the water. So he looks at the water and he goes, and he takes it and pours it out before the Lord. And no one complained. When I first read that scripture, I went, what in the world did you do? And I, 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 I waxed high and mighty. I would never do that to my people. If getting, and I realized I didn't understand what he was doing. He was worshiping with first fruit. So here's the mindset. I asked for a 10. Two people gave a 20. If, if I didn't stop you, everybody in the room would probably would have tried to give me that money then I realize I'm overwhelmed to think that I could just open my mouth and say, give me a 10. And people will start reaching into their wallets. What do I do with that? I bow before the God who's given me this influence. And I say to him, watch this, I'm giving it all to you because I didn't have it to begin with. And in heaven, God writes a record and says, I can trust him. Because in his entering, when he entered into increase, he didn't see it as something of his own, he saw he worshiped me with it. Now, I'm about to show him what I can do. Now, I'm about to watch this. I've been holding back the four winds, I've been holding back the west wind. On watch this, I've been holding back the blessing. Now, God says, He's ready and poised and postured for it. Now, I'm going to release it on him. Now, everywhere I go, I walk into rooms, and someone said, You know what? Are your heart to Come here, I have something for you. It happened. Someone wrote me, they were, uh, uh, I can't tell you what someone wrote me say hey pastor guess what I gave first fruit and guess what happened to me I was sitting at this restaurant eating I'm thinking I'm measuring my money and stuff and when the meal was over I was told your meal is paid for everybody say first fruit the way way it works the way this thing works is when you begin to put God first you don't have to try to conjure him up (laughs) When you, when you put God first he begins to show up in places you have not showed up, you have not even gotten there yet, you just you're obeying the Lord, you're going forward when you get there all of a sudden the table's prepared things are set, you're trying to figure out how did they know, they knew because the God you worshipped with first fruit, he went before you and he sent the wind he sent the favor of God okay. afterwards you may go In verse 11, he says, afterwards. Now, go back to verse 10. I want to show him something because, and and this, I was supposed to do a whole thing on this, but I ain't reading my notes. I'm just going, no, you're going to behave in Jesus' name. Watch this. He says, then you place the produce before the Lord your God. And this is the part. I know piano play. Okay. Okay. You got me good. Let, Let me show you something real quickly about how we do when it comes to offering. We divorce the offering moment from the rest of worship and we treat the offering moment like a divine shakedown like God is robbing us when God is saying now that your heart is open and you've worshiped me now give me bring me something bring me I want to show you something you you bring it before the Lord you're not just coming with money you're coming with history You remembering? So I'm gonna tell you my story real quickly. So I remember I was five years old. We were in Barbados. Don't know how we why we were in Barbados. My father told me later on. What I didn't know was my father came from Saint Kitts, West Indies, to the Virgin Islands. Anybody from Saint Kitts in the house? Give the Lord a hand for Saint Kitts in the house. So that that testifies a real place. (laughs) And my father came to the Virgin Islands being a British by nationality and when he got the same times they told him you could work for a few but you have to go back when your visa expired my father felt called to this this region he didn't know why so he so he went back when his work visa was over and he applied and they said you have to take your family to Barbados to the U.S. Embassy for papers now understand he is he's poor his father was killed when he was five years old he was working for his mother who made a drink called Marby to sell in the market square they were they were dirt poor some kind of way he got the money he worked hard got the money together flew his whole family to Barbados and set us up to become American citizens he comes back they made him wait in St. Croix while in St. Croix mom is pregnant again with another one of us me I was number two and so mom was pregnant with me and they, they come to St. Thomas and I, I just happened to watch this but when I, she was pregnant with me, with me but the government said to her you cannot give birth to him in the United States territory so he sent them back to the St. Kitts. Didn't give him any money. They sent him back to St. Kitts And they had to wait till mom gave birth to bring me back to St. Thomas. To go through the process again. But he felt there was something. I have to be here. He felt that. So he, so he went back and then he came back. Worked for a guy. The guy, he found favor with this guy. He worked in an ice cream shop. The guy said to him, do you want to buy the shop? Dad said yes. He set up terms. He sells dad the shop dad starts making ice cream and donuts he started making money then he could cook he uses cooking skills because he had to cook his mom made him cook and then all of a sudden he's selling ice cream donuts and he's cooking food now his restaurant becomes famous he's making money oh no it, it, wait wait we're not done yet and then all of a sudden i don't know why he did this i'm not I I'll, I'll recommend it but he played the lottery the first time he won he won and he took the money and he upgraded the restaurant. Now the restaurant is making more money. And then he said, well, let me do it again. He played a lottery again and guess what? He won. Now it's strange. Now this ain't just normal. This is God doing something. By then I'm, a, I'm growing up and I'm watching my dad. I'm learning business from him. He, he would look at me and say to me, you... I said, dad, I want to play sports. I want to play music. He says, no. You're going to be a doctor, a lawyer, or a pastor. A what? You're not even... I, what I didn't know till I was 47 years old is that my father used to be a traveling missionary. He never told us, and I would have never known had one of his old friends not met us in a store and said, Are "You still preaching?" And he would, <laughs> "You used to preach." And the guy goes, "Did he used to preach?" We used to ride our bicycles to different villages and we would show up to preach. He said, one time we were there and the preacher didn't show up. He said, and your father looked at me. He said, one of us going to preach, the other one going to play. I said, play what? You see play. He said, your dad plays. He plays what? He plays, dad plays piano? What? I was 47 years old when I found out. My father was a whole ministry traveling. As the story develops it was from there that I left. I told dad I'd be back. I, I, I told him I'd be back 18 years ago. I leave, come to the United States of Miami, then ends up in the military, homeless, Miami, um, um, military, Germany, saved, I'm back. And now all of a sudden fast forward, here I am. And I asked for $10 and two people brought it. And now all this history comes rushing back. This is how you offer fresh fruit. You say to God, I was nobody from nowhere. No one, there's no reason I should be standing here. But what you put on my life is you brought me to you, to, it? through dangers seen and you brought me not just, watch this, you'll be hearing the old saints say you brought me a mighty long way. It's not just a cool thing to say, it's a real thing. You brought me through some stuff. I was shot and didn't die. I was homeless, and you kept me safe. In the middle, when it was time to, for my unit to go to war, my, let's say, but fortuitously, my brother broke my ankle by—I mean, my, my knee by mistake—and I didn't have to go to war. Who knows if I would have come back from the war? Yeah, yeah. You've kept me all this time, and with all that history coursing through your vein, and understanding of God—you take the least of the thing." And he said, this is the beginning. I acknowledge that you are the one that gave me this. And I say, Father, I've entered into the life. I still struggle. I make dumb, anybody make dumb mistakes sometimes? You make dumb decisions have you ever been in pain and just, and just done the dumbest thing trying to ease your pain and then you come back to God and you say oh, God thank you for not throwing me away yeah. when you bring your first fruit all of that comes to you and you say God thank you for keeping me and what you give to him, how many of you been through traumatic stuff that was supposed to break you but you're still here You're so, shut up, I'm still here You're still here. And when you give your first fruit, it's not just money you're giving. The question is more than can I afford it or not. The mentality is you have been my God from long before I knew you. You were with me when I didn't know you existed. And what I give to you now is just the beginning. I promise to bless you all the days of my life. And you will... Is first fruit getting inside of you now? See how this works? Everybody have a seat for a second. Man, no, let's worship right here for a second. We just, can, you, can we just lift? Worship him with your story. Worship him with your story. He brought you out of the shame of it. The pain of it you didn't know what you were going to do you're still in it and you're still struggling but he's still here and if they only knew about me what, what you knew about me they would throw me away but you kept me you keep keeping me and there's nothing else I can do but just give to you what I have and what I give to you is not enough you really deserve more but this is what I have and I'm working this principle that you gave to me God settle here now so grateful for you Caring and loving. Thank you for our space to worship. Thank you for our rehoboth. Thank you for our dress. Thank you, Lord, for guiding us. Thank you for showing us. Thank you for teaching us, God, for opening our eyes. We we look to you. We look to you. We know there's more.